Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hey there, and welcome to episode 173 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. Okay, I have a fun one today. Last week, we talked about how to love low-carb eating or whatever way of eating you're using to lose weight or to maintain your health. I want to talk about the other side of the coin today. I want to talk about food boredom and how to manage that. Because here's the thing, nothing in life is ever 100%. So like I said, I love eating low carb. I love the food I eat to lose weight. I had a fantastic Thai chicken salad for lunch. Made me super happy. However, I don't love everything I eat. And I'm going to tell you a story as we go through this about back when I used to think I should love everything I ate and how it actually drove some overeating and made it harder. And so I wanted to record this podcast and I think of them as a pair. So make sure you go back and listen to episode 172, How to Love Low Carb Eating. And then also listen to this because it's love the food you're eating. Make it a rule that you're not going to be down with just eating food you don't want and blah stuff that makes you feel restricted. Make that a rule in your life. But also know that there will be days where your brain wants to kick back. Even though you love that food, even though it might be really great, there's going to be some days where your brain pushes back and tells you you're bored by it and you should eat something different. And I think really successful weight loss involves having the skill to manage both sides. The skill to create joy and love about the food you're choosing to eat. Love that. I think it's so, so important. It's life-changing, literally. If you want to lose weight and keep it off, if you can listen to episode 172 and really believe that you could love the food you're eating to lose weight, fantastic. But on the flip side, you also need the skill of how to manage your mind when it starts to push back and tell you it's bored. And we're going to talk about that today. Okay, so 172 and 173, they're like siblings episodes for you to listen to together to tell you both sides of a coin. One side, let's find joy. The other side, when we're not finding the joy, how do we manage then? Okay, this kind of came to my mind because I'm working on a bigger weight loss goal for myself. I've set an ambitious goal of losing 10 pounds over the next month with plans of how to do it in a way that's going to feel good, that doesn't make me feel restricted, that lets it be easy, even with my busy lifestyle and everything that I have on the go. And part of it is I'm making a program within Stress Eating SOS for this. So I've decided, because I think there's going to be a lot to learn about it as we go, I'm going to make a program that's going to give the members of Stress Eating SOS access to exactly how I'm approaching this, plus support if they want to do it themselves. And the point of this is not for everybody to lose 10 pounds in 30 days. That might not be your goal. The point is to teach and show you how you can set a big goal that makes you nervous, because honestly, this goal makes me a bit nervous. (laughs) It's an ambitious goal for 30 days. And talking about it openly also makes me nervous, just so that you know. 
So the program is going to be teaching you how to set a big goal and how to go after it in a kind way. Because what I realized when I was thinking about this and setting myself up with this goal is that we're often so, we do these big goals in a really mean way for ourselves. We set a goal that might be ambitious, but then we go into it not believing we're going to be able to do it. We take actions that we don't actually want to take that feel a little bit mean to ourselves. And then if we struggle in the goal, it's not even usually when we just don't reach the goal. It's even if we're struggling during trying to reach the goal, we use that against ourselves. We're mean, 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 essentially when we're setting a big goal and going after it. And so I want to teach a different way. It doesn't have to be that way. And honestly, you're going to be more successful if it's not that way. We've tried it, right? We've all set those weight loss goals. Maybe you set some in January with the new year where we're tough on ourselves. We're just digging in. We're going to do it. We're going to grit our way through because honestly, we as physicians are good at gritting our way through. The problem is, is trying to grit your way through weight loss along with living a busy physician life. At some point, you lose focus on the weight loss. At some point, some of those drivers of overeating overcome your ability to focus on your goal. Nothing going wrong with you, no fault of your own, just you need a different approach. And that's what I'm teaching in this program, which is going to be offered inside Stress Eating SOS. So it's like a bonus program that I'm offering to the current members. Now, I'm going to let you guys in on a secret, is I'm thinking that the people that are on the wait list for Stress Eating SOS I'm going to give them the option of joining early instead of waiting until I think it's the end of April when we're going to be doing a next group. I'm going to let people on the wait list in early so they can take advantage of this extra program. So head over, get your name on the wait list if this interests you. WeightSolutionsForPhysicians.ca forward slash SOS and you can get your name on the wait list and then watch for emails from me about the losing 10 pounds program because I'm doing it right now. I'm recording behind the scenes video and audio, short little snippets about things that are coming up for me, things that I think are useful for you to learn, tools that I'm using that I can teach you to make your path easier when you set a big goal. Again, doesn't have to be 10 pounds in 30 days, but what I'm going to teach you, you can apply to any goal you're working on. It's going to be super fun. Okay. And then we're also having extra coaching and teaching sessions specifically for this program over the next month. All right, let's move on. If you want to be on that wait list and you want to have a chance of getting early access, it's weight solutions for physicians forward slash SOS. All right, let's talk about food boredom. Now, last week, like I said, we talked about loving low carb eating. And I truly believe with all my heart that that is the goal. You want to work towards where most of the time the food you're eating to lose weight, you're like, I love this. This is fantastic. It's delicious. I'm super happy with what is in my lunch today. Think of it like if that's your default, if that's what you're aiming for, so much easier to be consistent. It's so much easier to actually eat the lunch that you packed instead of heading out and eating at a restaurant or going through a drive-thru. It's so much easier to come home and eat the dinner that you have planned instead of deciding, you know what, let's just bring pizza home, right? Loving the food you eat makes that long-term consistency that you need way more easier and it feels so, so, so much better. But it's a given that at times you're going to feel bored. Doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Doesn't mean anything's gone wrong with your weight loss. It's just that as humans, we don't love everything or anything 100% of the time. Think of your life. Think of the things you love dearly in your life. 
Are you super happy to see them 100% of the time? Probably not, right? Like you love your kids, and yet there's days where you're really happy that they go to bed. (laughs) Time for whatever reason, it's kind of nice, right? Even though you love them. So loving the way you're eating, but still sometimes having times where you're like, wish I could eat something different. It'd be fun if I could eat X, Y, or Z. I should be able to eat whatever I want. Other people can eat whatever they want. I wish I could be more spontaneous with what I'm eating. These would all be the statements and the thoughts that you might find in your mind that tell you you're having a little bit of food boredom. Again, no panic. Nothing's gone wrong. But these are the clues. The only problem happens is if you believe your brain, if you're like, yeah, I should be able to eat whatever I want. And I can tell you after years of experience (laughs) that Whenever my brain would tell me that, yeah, you should just be able to, like moderation. Come on, Siobhan, moderation. You can do it. And then I'd be like, yeah, you know, I should be able to eat pizza sometimes. I should be able to eat dessert at a restaurant. And I do it and I'd find it doesn't work for my body. Long time ago, and it's one of those moments in my weight loss journey that I remember exactly where I was. I remember having this epiphany while I was driving. I was turning left at a light to head down towards the hospital And realizing, you know what, in order to be successful in my weight loss, I can't hold on to this thought that I should be able to eat a North American diet moderately because a North American diet hasn't worked for me and it does not seem to be. And my attempts to be moderate with a North American diet don't work. They make me want more of the crappy food. And so now when I hear words like that, like the thoughts still come, my brain still offers the idea that maybe the lower carb food, maybe another, yet another salad is like boring and maybe there'd be something more exciting to eat. I think the key is I've learned to not believe it. I've learned to not engage with it in the same way. It can be there. And there's days where I probably do believe it, but I've learned to continue on even if I believe it. And some of that is because I've tried it, I've tried what my brain's offering in those moments enough times. And I know it just doesn't lead anywhere useful for me. It's not like I feel way better after having a couple of days of being more moderate with my carbs. If anything, I feel worse. I feel more tired. I lose my energy and I get more cravings. <laughs> it's like that little craving box once opened doesn't close. For me anyways, it closes once I trim most of the processed carbohydrates out of my diet. And yet when I'm bored with my lower carb eating, and this is the really interesting part, Notice the food that your brain is suggesting you should eat instead. Is it different low-carb foods? Nuh-uh. It's processed food. It's French fries. It's sugary stuff. It's everything that I know that doesn't work for my body. But in those moments, it's like our brains are using the boredom theme against us to just try to get us to go back to those foods that are highly dopaminergic. So our brain thinks that they're helpful, and yet we know better or I know better, definitely for my own body, depending what way of eating you're using, you probably know better too about which foods feel good in your body and which ones don't. And yet it's often the ones that don't feel so good that our brain wants to pull us to when it's telling us stories about being bored. So a big part of this skill is just learning to be like, yeah, okay, today, not that into the food I'm eating. And that's totally fine. I don't have to be excited by my food. If you can come to that, that's huge. Because think about this, isn't it interesting that eating healthy food and vegetables and so much variety, right? Our brains can tell us that it's bored. 
that it needs something different. And yet the food it pushes us towards doesn't actually have variety in it, right? Like if I allowed it, my brain would eat pizza or something similar almost every night of the week. And it would take a while before it started to tell me that was boring. And yet if I tried to eat healthy food that like leftovers, say for the same number of nights a week, it'd be telling me it was boring a lot faster. And I think just the difference is the dopamine potential of the foods. A salad with a good protein and a delicious dressing is delicious, but it doesn't give my brain dopamine. So my brain is more likely to label that as boring than the foods that is processed carbohydrate and increases dopamine in my brain for a short time. I would like to point out, right? Feels good for a short time, not long lasting. The boring salad feels better longer. But in the moment, especially if you're feeling bored about your food, in the moment, your brain's going to argue that it's the fast relief that you want. This skill is being like, yeah, it's okay that I feel bored about this food, but I'm still choosing the salad. I'm just using that as an example because it's what's going to make me feel better longer. All right, let's talk about where food boredom comes from. I think a big piece comes from the idea that we should be entertained by our food. And if this is you, then I think really have a listen or like a think through and notice the impact that looking for entertainment from your food has on you. I used to be huge at this. (laughs) I used to get so much entertainment from my food and it got in my way of weight loss. It created desire in my brain to eat. So it amped up my brain where it was so hyper-focused on food that any food was super exciting and I would end up overeating on. I would end up eating beyond being hungry, even if I was eating the lower carb food. And the ways that I noticed I was getting entertainment from my food is number one, thinking that every meal should be exciting and interesting and different. And because I had that belief, I was like, okay, I have to enjoy the food. This was years ago. I have to enjoy the food I'm eating to lose weight. And therefore it all needs to be different. Number one, that created a lot of work because it was never making the same thing, never making recipes that were familiar to me. It was always making something different. Plus, when I sat down to do a meal plan on the weekend, I would spend like an hour and a half looking up recipes to find new and interesting things to be excited about for the week. Now, what's really interesting when you think about it for all the stuff that I've been teaching you is excitement or boredom are emotions. They come from our thoughts. So it's not a new recipe. It's not a new food that actually creates excitement or boredom. It's how you think about it, how you're thinking about the food that creates that. And so I thought the only way to be excited by my food was having multiple new recipes per week. But the problem with that is I was spending so much time thinking about what we're going to eat. It drove more eating. And yeah, I was searching low carb stuff for sure, but it actually drove my desire to eat all food more. My brain was just super food focused when I was spending time entertaining. The other things I did to entertain my brain around food is I love watching Food Network. So I'd spend time watching Food Network. I love cookbooks. I have a huge cookbook collection. So I would be reading through cookbooks, looking at cookbooks. And all of it, though okay in its individual piece, when I put it all together, it was driving a lot of overeating. Even if it was low-carb eating, it was eating when I wasn't really hungry. Eating for entertainment purposes from the food, not for fuel or satiating purposes. So 
expecting that food should be entertaining you is one thing that can flip the other way and tell you that you're bored with the healthy food that you're eating. And you want to look at it and notice it and work on it if it's there. Because long term, that's going to slow down your weight loss if you're entertaining yourself with food. Just think about if you think food should be what entertains you when you go out, what do you end up doing? Well, I used to overeat quite a bit while we were out, like appetizers, meal, dessert, the whole nine yards because I thought the entertainment from eating out was coming from the food. Now, where I try to focus is entertainments from whoever I'm with when I eat out. Enjoying the food I do eat, absolutely, but really focusing on getting my entertainment elsewhere. And I think this is really important for physicians because we often don't get entertainment. We were just talking about this in Stress Eating SOS last night in a coaching call, how hard it can be as a physician to remember what you actually like, (laughs) remember what brings you joy or makes you happy because we lose touch with it. We've been taught to have delayed gratification for so long that we finish our training and we're out in practice and we're still thinking down the road, I can do fun stuff. Down the road, I'll have time. And I can tell you, it's not going to happen unless you create it. And it's quite common for physicians when they do want to start creating fun, enjoying their life to be wondering, what is fun? (laughs) I don't remember. I actually had this back when I first started working with a coach too. I was like, I want to have fun. I want to have spontaneity in my life and it's nowhere to be found. And he was asking, okay, what would be fun? And I had such a hard time brainstorming things. We started to brainstorm ridiculous things because I couldn't actually come up with real things first. And then the ridiculous stuff started to turn into more realistic things. But just so you know, if you're entertaining yourself with food, totally fine. If you don't know what else you could entertain yourself with, totally fine too. But it is worthy of doing some work around and figuring out and practicing and trying different things. Okay, other place that food boredom comes from is stress management. It's the feeling of being uncomfortable in some way, stress, fatigue, restlessness, burnout, all those things. And basically your brain uses an excuse of boredom to try to get you to eat the other food that it thinks will help the stress, fatigue, burnout, restlessness, all that other stuff. And so it's basically, it's like a a sneaky side entrance that your brain has found for you for eating that other food is telling you, oh, the good food's boring. Like, why would we eat that? It's too boring. So recognizing it and being like, what is when my brain's telling me I'm bored with this healthy lunch that I packed? What's it really about? Is it truly that I packed a boring lunch? Or is it maybe that I need something else? Again, never beat yourself up about it, but just notice a pattern and try to see between the lines about what you might actually need. What is it that you actually need when your brain is telling you you're bored? What is it wanting to use the other food that it's pushing you towards for? That can be a really interesting place to look. And then I think the other thing is beliefs around normal eating. And I kind of touched base on that earlier is if you hold a belief that you should be able to eat, quote unquote, normally, (laughs) which would be a normal North American diet often. And here's the key. Here's the kicker. When we think this thought is we think we should be able to eat normally and maintain whatever weight we want to be at and be healthy and yet sometimes eat the crap. And the reality is we don't all have bodies that can do that. Some people do. Some people don't. I do not have a body that can eat the crap and eat a normal North American diet and be at a weight I want to be and be healthy. But it took me time to find acceptance with that. And I think 
noticing if you have this belief, because if you believe you should be able to eat normally, then what it is going to do is keep driving you back towards that North American diet, even if it isn't what helps you lose weight. I think working towards acceptance of how your particular body runs best. Different vehicles need different fuel, right? If you put gas in a diesel engine, not going to run so well. Vice versa too. Figuring out for your body what fuel you need and not getting tied into this concept of normal eating. Because here's the thing too, normal eating in North America is not normal eating. It's heavily influenced by food industry and has been for a lot of years. Normal eating in North America is eating according to what has been marketed through the food industry. It's not normal. Real normal North American diet would probably be before the food industry marketing started back when it generally was whole food. And probably it wouldn't be the same issue or we wouldn't have the same metabolic type issues. And so that might have worked back then for you. But the current normal North American diet might not. And it's totally fine. You just need to accept it. If you're trying to lose weight eating one way while fighting and feeling like you should be able to eat another way, it's like arguing against reality. And it sets you up to go off your plan. It creates inconsistencies. It creates dissatisfaction and it creates struggle in your weight loss. And we are not down with that anymore, right? We're not struggling to lose weight. We are creating ease in weight loss. We are creating a life you love while eating healthy and losing weight. That's what this is about. And so if you notice that this belief that you should be able to eat normal is creating that struggle, let's work on it. Let's let it go. Would be a fantastic thing to bring coaching calls to get help with inside Stress Eating SOS if you're thinking about joining the program. This is the sort of stuff that if we work on it through coaching, we can totally change your experience with just some little thought tweaks, some little adjustments. So to summarize, nothing is wrong with being bored by your food. Food does not need to excite you all the time. However, on the flip side, don't be bored by your food all the time. Find a balance where most of the time you really like your food and on the days where you feel a little bored or a little like so-so about it, remind yourself about why this is the food you're choosing to eat. Own the power of your food choice and remind yourself why those long-term reasons matter more to you than the short-term enjoyment you get from eating something that you don't normally eat, like a more processed food. And there is definitely an element here of learning the skill of creating your plan and sticking to it, even when your brain kicks and screams a little bit. And you have experience doing this. We do this every single day. We do stuff that we don't want to do. It's interesting that our minds put eating and weight loss stuff separate, but think about all the stuff you do in your day that you don't really want to do. Like most days, heading out the door and going to work to get there on time. You know, some days you might be fine with it, but there's days where you wish you didn't have to go to work, where you wish you could stay home. Being on call. There's days where you wish you didn't have to be on call. Days where you wish nobody could wake you up in the middle of the night. I always use folding laundry, which actually I don't do that much anymore. My husband's kind of taken over it, which is fantastic. But chores like that, that are part of living a life and running a household, we do even if we don't want to. Washing dishes. We do it because we don't want to see everything piled up. We go to work because it's important to us that our patients get good care. 
And at the base of it, we want to keep our job. We have reasons why we do it anyways, even if we don't want to do it in the moment. And that's true of eating too. So if you have healthy food that's reasonable, that we think will taste reasonably good, and your brain resists against it, it's a skill to build of eating it anyways and being like, yeah, I hear you. And we could plan something different another day, but we're going to honor our intentions of the day. We are going to honor the goals we're working on by eating the food we planned because our self, our brains with best intentions in mind thought this would be the right food for this meal. And you do it anyways. And you get through because you want what's coming longer term. You're not worried about just enjoying every single meal anymore. Though, like I said, enjoy most of them. I absolutely believe that. But you don't have to love every one of them. What you're interested in is creating that life that you love, the body that feels amazing, and health that makes you feel vital and have all the energy that you want. And those are the reasons that you can use to talk yourself through eating the food, even if you're getting the pushback, like, oh, let's just go out instead, or I should be able to eat something else, or why don't I just blah, blah, blah. And it's a skill. And sometimes, you know what, when you're learning it, sometimes it's going to work well. Other times you're going to struggle with it. Totally fine. Learn from each time, problem solve when things don't seem to be working, and keep going. No matter what, keep going. Okay? Have a fantastic week, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.